Read now from the Gospel according to Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from this sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son. And he named him Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What have been the most important decisions of your life? Whether to go to college or not? If so, which one? What career to pursue? Where to live? What church to join? Who to marry? Whether to have children or not, and if so, how many should you have that surgery? Which surgeon? Those are all important decisions, decisions that we do not have to make every day, but that affect every day after we make them. I hope our faith informs the decisions you make, helps you come to clarity about what you should do, feel peace about what you've decided. There are times when clarity and peace are hard to come by. Times when your head and your heart and your faith and influences pull in different directions. What do you do then? Methodist recommends something we call the quadrilateral. It's not as torturous as it sounds. Like many things, Methodist, it's practical, a system, a helpful guide to help you make decisions when you're approaching quandaries in your life. The idea is that we use Scripture as our primary guide, but when life is more complicated than pointing to a verse or two, the quadrilateral comes in handy. It's a way for the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to use the Bible as a guide, but also tradition and experience, and reason. Tradition, what the church has taught and debated for 2,000 years. Experience, what you and other faithful Christians have been through. Reason, what God has put into your mind and into the minds of others. The quadrilateral helps us face dilemmas. Joseph had a dilemma. He was engaged to Mary, but they had not consummated the marriage, and yet she was with child. What to do? 
Joseph did what you would do. He called the Methodist pastor, asked for advice. The Methodist pastor explained to quadrilateral. He applied it and did just what he was supposed to do. Actually, no. If he had applied a quadrilateral, things would have turned out much differently. Scripture was clear. He was to leave her. Expose her. Deuteronomy 22 makes it plain. If she's engaged and found not to be a virgin, she should be stoned. Tradition would have supported the scripture. Joseph would have known stories of people who were treated this way because of religious law. And Joseph would have had experience watching those who did not live by the law, how their lives went, how they were treated. He was a righteous man. That means he respected the law, obeyed the law, practiced the law. Joseph lived experiences following the law. And his own reason told him that's how things would go. Life went better for those who practiced the law. There's less whispering about those who practice the law. So when Joseph applied the quadrilateral to his quandary, it was clear what he needed to do. To do. If he chose Mary, he chose a life of burden against the Scripture, against the culture, against the faith. He had to let her go. But his heart said something different. Mary wasn't a theoretical person. This wasn't a case study from law school. This is a person he knew, had affection for, a person to whom he pledged the remainder of his life. When we move from these seemingly objective, theoretical discussions about talking about people in general, we start talking about a person we know, a person we care for, conversation changes. It's not that we lose our minds to sentimentality as if caring for individuals is somehow less pragmatic than theoretical debate. It's that theories need real-life tests in order for them to hold up. And in this case, the real-life tests come in the form of real-life persons Persons who deserve more than like-minded others debating about them. The discussion improves when the people in question are known and loved and invited into the conversation. We don't know if Mary had that opportunity. We do know that Joseph knew the law. We also know that Joseph knew his heart. His concern for Mary and his concern for the law led him to dismiss her quietly. It's the best he could come up with. He would remain righteous. She might find a way to make her situation work out. It seemed the most righteous thing that he could do. And because that's the best that Joseph could come up with, he resolved to do it. But just when he resolved to do this, we're told, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. 
I've had some vivid dreams. Sometimes clarity about things I'm rolling around in my head come to me at night. I keep a pen at my bedside table just in case. But I've never had an angel of the Lord wake me in the middle of the night and say to me, you are going in the wrong direction. Or perhaps I have and been unwilling to let an angel override what I resolved to do. Maybe God knows that my personality is different than Joseph's. I need a slow awakening to something new. I don't change my mind overnight if I've worked my way into a decision. I'm not alone. I was with a pastor the other day. He's given himself credit for being noble enough to let his wife do things her way occasionally. He said her ways are not as good as his ways. She doesn't do things the right way, but being noble, he doesn't point that out all the time. Speaking to myself as much as to him, I said, and it's possible that her ways are better than your ways sometimes. I don't think he appreciated that. It's hard for people to come to a conclusion that is different than their own. Something that they've come to accept. Something they've worked to as the right way. If someone else proposes a different way. It's hard to realize that we don't have a monopoly on the truth. It takes time. There wasn't time for Joseph to come to that realization. To work his way through a new conclusion. He couldn't call up mentors and ask if they'd been through something similar. Did they have any advice for his situation? There was no literature 2,000 years ago for him to read about this except the Bible. The clock was ticking. God and Mary didn't have time for Joseph to slowly change his mind. The angel explained the situation to Joseph. Despite everything that points to not doing this, stay with Mary. Don't be afraid to stay with her. This child is from the Holy Spirit. Name him Jesus, because he's going to save us, to take away the sins of the world. I didn't need the Holy Spirit to tell us what we should name our children. I had Sally. She had definite ideas about what their names would be, almost as if God had spoken directly to her. I had some input on what the names were and thankfully liked them, so we have these family names. Matthew lists family names at the beginning of his gospel and his genealogy. There are a lot of tough names in there. I'm glad we don't have to say Jehoshaphat or Zerubbabel every time we talk about our Lord. People who have known me a long time call me William. Somewhere in high school, my friends got lazy and shortened it to Will. And I think about that sometimes. What if they had to pray in the name of Jehoshaphat? How quickly they'd be praying in the name of Joe. In that list of Jesus' ancestors are some faithful people, some interesting characters, some with checkered pasts. Like going to a family reunion and realizing, learning that one of your relatives was shot in O'Hare Airport for wanting to get out of the mafia. There are characters in this genealogy that remind us we have an imperfect heritage, which is why we need a Savior. You might know that Jesus is the English version of the Greek version of the Aramaic version of the Hebrew name Joshua. Yeshua in Hebrew. Yahweh saves. God saves. 
When the angel came to Joseph in a dream, he told him, Stay with Mary. She's going to have a child from the Holy Spirit, and his name will be God Saves. I wonder if that's the detail that convinced Joseph to accept the angel's plan. For him to take Mary as his wife, the child as his son, is going to need a Savior. If he went against what he and everyone around him understood from Scripture and tradition, he was going to need a Savior. If he was going to choose Mary and this child and as a result be rejected by those whose experiences and reason would not accept them, he was going to need a Savior. Joseph would need God to be with him. And Jesus would need a father who understood that. The story ends that Joseph woke from his dream and took Mary as his wife, and when she delivered the child, he named him Jesus. By being the one who named him, Joseph became his father. In the way that any adoptive parent becomes the adopted child's real father or real mother, so in that moment, Joseph became Jesus' father. And the one who had struggled to know what was the righteous thing to do in the face of Mary's pregnancy modeled for us what we are to do when our hearts are at odds with our heads. Tom Long says it better than I. Being truly righteous does not mean looking up a rule in a book and then doing the right thing. It means wrestling with the complexities of a problem, listening for the voice of God, and then doing God's thing. To be a faithful disciple means prayerfully seeking to discover what God is doing in the difficult situations we face. Whatever answer we get, we know that Jesus, God saves, is there with us through it.